1: It is the 24th of January. We are celebrating Vanita Sakar's birthday. Vanita is so nice. Like, you look at our lineup here at WCCO Radio, and most of us are terrible human beings. You start at nine. You got Adam. He's a horrible, horrible person. Miserable. Jordana, you know, up and down. Yeah, it depends on the day. Up and down. Uh, We know Chad. I mean. Right. Bottom feet. Enough said. And this show, Oof. right. We're awful. Horrible. Oof. But is very nice, and we come into work, and uh, Vanita had left me a gift. Yes. And there's, a, I presume she hung this happy birthday banner in here for me. Yeah, I mean, it's her birthday for, too, but, you know. Because what sort of crazy human would hang their own happy birthday I, banner? I mean, it's like somebody would buy their own billboard. Right. Like, the level of of self-involvement there. lunatic would do that. Yeah, just, I can't even fathom it. So, anyway, I celebrated my birthday as any 49-year-old would by going to my weight loss center and weighing in and doing some physical therapy for an ailment on my shoulder. So, things are going great. Things are going great. Later on tonight... I'll uh, make my first purchase of Depends and probably have a dessert of prune juice. So things are, things are going great. It is Wednesday, and speaking of extremely nice people who bring gifts, our next guest on Jason Talks to the Media. Lindsay Sievert was a TV reporter in the Twin Cities. We worked together at Channel 4. Then she went over to Care 11. Always an incredible storyteller uh, with a knack of just capturing the human spirit in just such a touching way. She's left, mostly, TV news and has moved on to other stuff, and I am excited to talk to her about it. Lindsay, thanks for coming in.
2: Well, thank you, Jason, and it's a gift to me to be here on your birthday. I was excited to celebrate you. Now, when I I reached, well, you brought a gift. It's a gift for a foodie, just so you know, there's a... A little place called Cruise Market on Nicolette. Oh, I haven't been there. I, I've heard about it. Oh, gosh. Oh. I'm telling you about a place yes. that you don't know about. Um, oh, so just a few this. little little foodie gifts. That's so, so I know that's, that's who you are. And it thanks is. for having me. And well, happy, you. happy birthday. When
1: I, when I first reached out to you, you said, why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> <I know. laughs> you are one of the rare people who spent uh, a career in local media. Who would even ask that question? Because most of us think, hmm. like, well, naturally you'd want to talk to me. I'm so interesting. <laughs> tell, tell us yeah. your story. Where did you grow up?
2: Yes. I grew up in, in Plymouth in the northwest suburbs. I was a graduate of Osseo High School, 1997. My parents were teachers in the Osseo district, which I know is, is your district. It's my and your district, yeah. As well, yeah. I
1: actually spent a year as an employee of the Osseo school district. I didn't know that. Because the speech and debate coach at Maple Grove Senior High School quit. Oh. Uh, like, you know, pandemic, lots of stuff going mm-hmm. on. And no one had stepped up. And my oldest, uh, Seth's activity, was debate and speech. Aw. Oh. So, I made the fatal parenting mistake of reaching out to the school and asking how I could help. And the answer was, would you be the coach? (laughs) And
2: how did that go? Uh,
1: Amazing. Uh, It was the best thing I ever did in my life. It was a transformative experience. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. So it was nice to do something that was just like it wasn't about my growth or my career or my whatever. It was just trying to do something good for my kid. Oh, it was I nice. love it. Yeah. Love it. It's, it's sometimes hard when you're immediate to sort of step outside of like, OK, here's right. what the next job is or the next big story or the next reward exactly. or whatever.
2: Yeah. That, that expansion and... Uh, how, do you, how do you redefine yourself? I, I think we talked a little bit before this about when you're on TV, the proof of performance is every day, right? You get your assignment, you nail your interview, you meet your deadline, it's posted on social media, there's all the likes and the shares. Your boss has said you did a good job. You do it again the next day. Oh, your mom saw you on TV and your mom thought you did a great job. And so that's how you're defined every day, which really feeds into a mind of an, an overachiever, right? And so I mm. think uh, on a new path, I, I've thought a lot about th- this expansion. Where do I show up? How do I show up? And how do I define success?
1: I think a lot of people struggle with that, whether you're coming from media or whatever career, especially when you get to that point where you say, I've always defined myself as this, mm-hmm. but now I'm not. So, right. So who am I? What am I? Right. It, it's is it Was it challenging for you when you left, you left CARE 11 almost uh, –
2: Four years, Four years ago, ago. yeah. It, it's always such an evolution. I, I, it was right around when I turned 40, kind of the whispers of like, gosh, you know, you, w- what is next? And I have these two little kids, you know, both kind of have some, some greater needs. My son, Stellan, is on the autism spectrum and has ADHD. And my daughter, Phoebe, has um, hearing impairment. And she has a cochlear implant. So I, I was in sort of the storm of, you know, really hands-on parenting at the time the pandemic hits. And so I, I transitioned. had a documentary that came out in the world loved them first, which saw a lot of success. Um, and then I, I took one year in the corporate world, um, United Healthcare as a video producer and, and had that corporate experience too. But then the pandemic hit, felt like my family really needed me. And so what was next? It was never my dream to have my own storytelling venture or operation, but it just felt like the next right thing. And, and so I just kind of jumped in. And, and, you know, as a reporter, you're good at figuring things out. So I just figure it out one day at a time.
1: Love Them First was a documentary that you did uh, at Lucy Laney Elementary. Yes. And tell, tell our listeners kind of how, that,
2: how, what, that, came to how that came to be. It really came to be by just opening my eyes in the field as a reporter being sent to stories in North Minneapolis. And, and you know, at the time there was the fourth precinct occupation after the, the police killing of Jamar Clark. And I was being sent up there a lot to report on different things that happened in the area. And... In the middle of all this is Lucy Laney Elementary at 33rd and Penn and noticed um, the amazing principal there, Marie Friesleben, who's now the principal of North High. And, and the way that she was going about sort of putting this protective bubble over her school and saying, you know, this, this is, I'm sounding the alarm. What's happening in our neighborhood is, isn't right. It isn't safe at the moment for, for my children. And so just really sort of opened my eyes to who is this leader. And you know when you meet somebody and they just have that it factor and you're just wondering, like, what is it what about is it? them? Yeah. And so through, through witnessing her a few times and also my film partner, photographer and editor, Ben Garvin, had his own experience, experiences witnessing the school. And we came together and we thought, well, what if we spent one year inside this building? What if we kind of figured out what that thing is? And so we asked our boss at the time, Jane Helmke. And she said yes. And she gave us the permission to spend a year inside the school. And the documentary is what came of it.
1: That documentary, which you can still see if you go to lovethemfirst.com. That's right. Uh, won a DuPont Columbia yes. Award. Mm-hmm. Um, awards. You've won the biggies. What What is that, you know, as a journalist, what I guess, what, is, what does that do?
2: Hmm. Such a that's such a profound question. I mean, I, I don't I don't think the the awards are the, the rewards, right? I think the the it's it's the having told it.
1: You didn't do it because yeah. you thought like, ah, oh, I, I wonder if right, that, right. I think it's just you see that sometimes in news.
2: Yeah, I think so. In you, any people,
1: industry, like advertising, whatever, you you think like, ah, this might be an award.
2: People know kind of what sells, or you yeah. know, what story to tell that might get out there and and be elevated. But I think it's the having told it, it's being the vessel. Hmm. It's using your gifts to shine a light on the work of others. When
1: you spent that year in North Minneapolis and a lot of the issues that you're exploring in this documentary are frankly the same issues that we're struggling with as a community where right. how do we improve test scores in low income communities are black schools you not know, yes. black schools, but predominantly black right. students. Are they getting the same uh, quality of teachers or experienced teachers or uh, how much does neighborhood life? uh outside of the school, fill in to, like, how you're supposed to focus on reading. Right. If you're worried about your safety, all of these issues, it, it, it they're yeah. still here. They're yeah. still here. I guess, that, will they always be here? I don't know. What was your yeah. takeaway from that experience in the school?
2: Uh, a through line in the story is also how standardized testing defines our, our kids and how standardized tests are often written towards one demographic, you know, yeah. a, a white demographic. Um, and so it explores how we label our kids and label them as failing. At the time, Lucy Laney was the longest standing, I put in air quotes, failing school. Isn't that interesting? In that, North Minneapolis. That
1: phrase itself, you yeah. think of a failing school or but a you're, failing kid.
2: But you're inside there and it's anything but failing, it's, it's thriving. So it, it huh. really challenged my own experiences of what you think is uh, you know, a city school or an urban school and, and what's happening inside our schools and, and, and how we're classifying. Kids. So that these issues are still here. In some ways, it was almost. I felt like the film was a year ahead of its time. It came out before the pandemic, before the murder of George Floyd, and so then people started finding the film in these times and reaching out. and It is used in professional development across the country um, in teacher trainings in universities. I still hear from people that say, "I saw your film in my required master's program for education." Um, to, to understand what is happening inside schools, and it's still is still very, is very relevant.
1: Is there a lesson there about the power of storytelling?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think I just I just see myself um, uplifting a story that needed to be told. In some ways, the story chose me, and that was the best method. But um, right now, it is also being developed into a stage musical. Um, Love them first is is being adapted into a stage musical. And a story can be shared in in many different pathways. Ours was just a documentary, but that story is still being told in other ways that people digest it or view it.
1: Lindsay Sievert is our guest, uh, former reporter at CARE 11, WCCO, uh, now her own documentary studio. She's doing some voiceovers, too, so we'll hear a little. Okay. We have a little clip. We'll hear a little clip, and we also have a lightning round of questions for you. Oh, no. I know you're not prepped for this. I'm not. Coming up in just a minute here on Drive Time. Lindsay Sievert used to be a TV reporter. Now she has her own studio. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) What is Sievert Studios about?
2: Sievert Studios is really just my my own venture of documentary-style storytelling. I I mostly – people reach out to me for documentaries. Love Them First, which you mentioned earlier, was sort of my calling card into that world. And and so people really seek out – Documentaries or documentary-style storytelling, so people pay me to do documentaries or long-form videos. Cool. And then I develop my own on the side as well, so I have my own personal projects. And on that note, Jason, I wanted to bring this up today. I don't know if you remember when I first started at WCCO, like in 2012. You came over to meet me and we chatted for a little bit at my desk, and I remember you said something that's always stuck with me. And you said, "You can kind of be like a passing reporter in this market. You can just you know appear and, and disappear and do your thing, or you could be a memorable storyteller." Hmm. And you said, so, so how is it that you will define yourself? And at the time, I thought, well, I don't know. That was a kind of an intimidating question. And you had good question at the time, right? Mm. And and I, I thought about that a lot over the years. And I think how I define myself in local news, what I didn't know, is I was defining myself as a long-form storyteller. Mm. And that sort of led into this documentary venture that, I, that I have today. Yeah. But I just thought about that. And I think that that was a really thought-provoking question that helped me define myself. So thank you for that. You were a great mentor in that way.
1: Oh, that's super sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are certain people that you can tell, like, have a knack. Mm-hmm. And you th- think, like, all right. Like, wh- you can choose. Like, there's nothing wrong with passing through and, like, you're climbing or you're just doing the daily news. Like, that's really good, too. But when you have a gift, like, you have a gift. So it's been really fun to watch you take a- take advantage of, of that and Create yeah. your own thing. We'll see. I do want to play you're doing a little voiceover. Yeah, a little voice you, you heard me do a live commercial. All this is different <laughs> for us. Uh, we are
2: evolving. Where we
1: used to do new, let's listen to a little of uh, let's see let's see if you can sell some stuff.
2: Okay, we'll try. We've long believed in the power that diverse perspectives bring to our business. That's why we're committed to nurturing a workplace where our people feel a sense of belonging. At Fidelity. You'll build a meaningful career that positively impacts. That's pretty good. That's
1: pretty good. It wasn't an
2: actual commercial; it was a demo. That was a demo. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was kind of fun, right? Yeah, but I have done. You know, people. I have people have hired me for it, and it's just a spoke in the wheel, right? It's a way to grow. It's a way to move forward. It's been happening organically, so why not put my toe out there and and do more voice? Do
1: you when you leave local news? Do you still do you still watch, or do you become more like a normal parent? A normal kind of 40-something yeah. who's like living life.
2: That. I yeah. mean, I hesitate to say that, you know. I, I don't
1: watch as much local news as okay. I used to. Not even close.
2: I know. And and I feel really bad. How did I live and breathe this for 20 years? Mm. And, and now I don't tune in as much. But I do tune in online on, on an app I really listen more. I listen to the radio and uh, get the newspaper every day. So I just I just consume differently. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really busy at five and six and, and ten, frankly. And so I don't. I don't make appointment television. Yeah. But I still am. You know, a supporter, a fan, a consumer, but just in a different way.
1: It's different, right? You understand right. a little bit. Like back when you were working in news and you'd see your neighbors and wonder, like, how come you don't know? <laughs> like, like what I even do or, like, what the news is. And now that I'm out of it, like, obviously I'm still following the news so we can talk about stuff, but it's different.
2: Yeah. And it's it's harder to be – you know, I was in the river before this current of all the stories coming at you, and I love to be in the know. I love to be in the front seat. And now I've had to build this quieter life because I am Mm. working on these long-term projects. You know, I'm not working on a five-hour deadline. It's a five-year deadline. And so I've had to sort of insulate myself at times from all of that because it can be also – Distracting. I I want to be there, but I have to do something else at the moment.
1: How do you find inspiration? Oh gosh,
2: I, for me, it's really on on gut instinct. Really, really, what moves me, what I can't stop thinking about, like the school in North Minneapolis, like the principal, um, just something sort of stirs in my soul. And if it, if it keeps coming back to me or wakes me up at night, then I just I follow that. Um, and, and mostly the stories of children. To be honest, children. Uh, Families. I I just love the voices of kids. Do
1: you think because your kids have had maybe more? I don't know if I love the term special needs, but have more needs. I think so. uh, Does that change it? Has that changed you?
2: No, absolutely. I I feel like, especially my older son, I say has rebuilt me from the inside out. Everything I thought parenting would be was a completely different handbook, and and so yeah, it's just made me a, a better, more compassionate human being. And yeah, I I like to look at at, um, communities that are othered, right, That Mm. and explore that feeling of belonging and the ways that we belong in human relationships. That's what drives me.
1: Lindsay Sievert is with us. Uh, Some texters are asking if you do like marketing kind of documentary style.
2: Ooh, a little bit. I I, I mean, I've been hired by some corporation, you know, done work at General Mills and Best Buy and, you know, some other companies. Absolutely. Um, some, I do some work for the University of St. Thomas right. and nonprofits. So
1: if you go to Sievert Studios, studios.com. S-E-A-V-E-R-T, studios.com, you can send Lindsay a note. It's time for the lightning round. Are oh, you man. ready for these very, I mean, you're not in the media anymore. So you can give an opinion. Lindsay Sievert, what oh, is your favorite lake?
2: Well, oh, that. mm. Did you think I was
1: going to say Trump or Biden about the New Hampshire
2: primaries? (laughs) Lake Harriet. I live in walking distance near Lake Harriet, Mm -hmm. and I run around it a lot and spend a lot of time there.
1: Toilet paper, over or under? Over. Beach or swimming pool? Beach. Coffee or tea?
2: Coffee all the way. How do you take? How do you take your coffee? Just creamer. Prefer oat milk. Oh. Oh, no. it's fancy. I know. I'm just so, oh I'm just so complicated. So bougie. I know. My, of
1: course you live by Lake area. What is <laughs> What is the last TV show you loved?
2: Oh my goodness. Or binge. Okay. Well actually currently right now I am watching Love on the Spectrum season two. It just came out mm-hmm. and it features autistic adults searching for love. So again, my my care of, of you know.
1: Don't you have enough in your life? You have to. <laughs> this is what you're watching for yeah. fun.
2: I will watch anyone fall in love, but uh-huh. I also like the lessons in chemistry. I read the book this year, and it was uh-huh. turned into a TV show on yeah. Apple. That was one that I've been watching recently.
1: That's on my list. All right, yes, I'll check that out. Summer or winter?
2: I'm going to say this: winter. I love bundling up.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like layers.
2: Yeah, like I, your jacket. I think I have
1: three or four yeah. layers on right now. Like a now. plaid
2: jacket like you're yeah. wearing right now. That is my, my jam. My wardrobe is better in winter. I just have a— My little...
1: wardrobe is also—I I feel that. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for winter, though. But for sure, wardrobe yeah. better. Yeah, layers. Lindsay, this was fun.
2: It was fun. Good to see you, Jason, and happy birthday. Thank you. It's good to celebrate you and your evolution. Still in news, but in a different path.
1: Everybody loves you. So many nice texts. Aw. People want you to be the co-host of this show. Actually, some want you to be the host of this show, but that's a little different. I was going to modify it and say the (laughs) co-host. Lindsay, thank you.
2: I'll I'll be your backup singer.
1: Oh, oh, all right. Be careful. Be careful. The phone will start ringing. 4.33. We're going to take a break, and we are going to come back. Lindsay mentioned it was my birthday. Today, I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find free stuff for my birthday. And I got to say, I'm a little irritated about it. I will talk to you about that next here on CCO. So this morning I go to get my free birthday cup of coffee right on your birthday. You get some free stuff, but finding free stuff on your birthday is way harder than I remember it being and way more annoying. What is your favorite birthday freebie? Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. So I started at the coffee shop because in the, You know, and I posted this picture on Twitter and Instagram of me with my cup of coffee. So I got my birthday cup of coffee. And I had this idea today that I was going to go just for the bit. Right, Dan? Like, do I need a bunch of free stuff? Am I this cheap? No and yes. No, I don't need it. Yes, I am this cheap. Okay. All right. But I thought it would be a good bit. But it's a good bit. Yeah. Like, where can I get free stuff? And I was going to take pictures with all the free stuff. People, people need to understand that, you know, when you're doing a radio show, yes.
3: there are parts of yourself, there's like an instinct, right? Like you had this pull to, oh, you, know, you should go get a free cup of coffee.
1: Right. Which I just wanted a free, wanted cu- a free Why cup. You a cup of coffee. Who right. doesn't
3: want a free cup of coffee? Correct. And then it dawns on you, oh, wait. This is. If I dial it up a little bit. Right. We could have a Boom. segment here. Now we got a thing.
1: So now I'm going to be like super birthday guy and try to right. find all the things. Because wouldn't it be funny if here I am, like I started, my first post was at 10 a.m. I could have spent the next two hours driving around getting free stuff. What can you get? What can you get on your birthday? And the answer is you can sign up for 4 million loyalty programs and apps, download download them onto your phone, fill out your name, your phone number, sign up for SMS information, sign up for email, and most of them, are still not going to populate your account with the dang freebie. Get it next year. Next year. Next year. You're like, well. You should get two next year. Clearly, I should have done this uh, last week. Well. But that's just annoying. That's right. not a good bet for but the you didn't, show. I mean,
3: and who knew that you had to do all of this, right? Well, I mean, I just
1: thought you could just show yeah. up. Well, that's because that's how it used to be. You're like, show your ID. Here's your dang freebie, 651-461-9226. I got to be honest, if I got to sign up for your club to get the free thing, it's not so free. I gave you access to, to my account, to my information, to my email box. Pam said nothing bunt cakes. Nothing bunt cakes. You get like a free bunt, buntlet. So I'm like, all right. And I like... To, I like What not, uh, what was that term again? Buntlet. <laughs> I like nothing... <laughs> bunt. Buntlet. Lit. What did yes. I say? No, that's what you said. Okay, just, all right. I, well. It's one of
3: those words. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to panic. No, no it's I, what you said. Yeah, I didn't. But you can tell it's one of those words you have to very... Have to be very careful with the enunciation. Yes.
1: So to get the nothing bunt cake, bunt lit, you have to join the E-Club, which missed opportunity should have been the Buntle Buntle Club or something, right? (laughs) E-Club. Come on. So the Bunt people send me uh, the email welcoming me to the E-Club. And then I did get another email. There you go. That said, print this out to redeem your free Buntlet. And now I'm already a little annoyed. It's like now I've I'm, I'm losing steam in the yeah, bit. Yeah. So what so I said It's a lot out. of work just. It's a lot of work. For a buntlet. It's a lot of work. Uh caribou coffee. That was the I'm already in their club. Yeah. So one of our textures said, love my free caribou drink. I for sure like I got the large today.
3: If they're gonna give it to you for free.
1: Right. Who takes a small drink yeah, first? Are you free?
3: trying to save them money?
1: Correct. And then I poured it all out right in their <laughs> right in their plants. Outside. No. No, you didn't. I did not. Uh, P. F. Chang, $30 off dinner? That's pretty good. What do you have to do for it, though? Why can't you just show up and say, here's my driver's license like i'll join your e-club for all the other stuff will you though i don't know i feel like i i have a lot of those dumb rewards accounts you know crumble cookies that was another one that was the one that got me so crumble cookie is that big old cookie and they have like different flavors every week yeah, I don't even. I don't even love it. Yeah. Here's the thing: that's, like, I don't even. I didn't even want a crumble. It was cookie. just going to be free. I was going to give it to Sam. Like, Sam, go give this to your girlfriend. Like, you know, be nice. So I download the crumble. Ooh, oh wow! Your cable in it. maybe I can get a free new mic cable that'd for be, you. That'd be nice, wouldn't your, it? For your for my birthday. Well, so know, I download the. On, this one was just made in like
3: 1973. So. <laughs>
1: So I Google it, right? You're like, "All right, what, what do I do?" And then it's like, "Well, you you need to sign up for the thing, and it'll populate yeah. in your wallet." And so I I download the Crumble. So here it is, proof. Yeah. Okay, I got the yeah, I can see it. Crumble app confirmed. And then you enter you enter your birthday, and now I'm just waiting. I'm like, "Where's my yeah? Where's my cookie <laughs> that year. I don't even want?" Right. right. But I want it because it's free. And it's still not there. Somebody says Dairy Queen, like you get a BOGO. No. Oh. Now, what you shouldn't do, like when you go out to a restaurant, you should not ask what you get free for your birthday. Restaurants hate that. Right. I have one friend who owns restaurants who does not understand why people think they should get something free on their birthday. I said, "Well, Tim, I think you should get something free every day. Mm. I believe. Why would why why wouldn't anyone think that? But I would never be mad that you don't like. Oh, we don't do anything for your birthday other than wish you a a hearty happy birthday. I too, think that's fine. Too right? many of those
3: chain places did the deal where the whole, that's all the happened.
1: servers had to come out and
3: clap for you, and then oh my gosh, and then cupcake, bring you a little you know cupcake or something like that.
1: In the scheme of working for a restaurant." Like, 1 to 10, how annoying do you think it was to have to come out and do the song? Does anyone do the song anymore? I don't know. I haven't seen one in a long time, so. Maybe people, maybe they should bring it back. Or just let it have died.
3: (laughs) It happened to me once by accident, because my my family knows I just that kind of attention. Oh, hard no. Oh, fingernails on a chalkboard to me. I hate it. Hate it. So they don't, you know, we go out for dinner on my birthday, but they all know that under no circumstances do you mention to anybody, server or otherwise, that it's my birthday. Uh, and so, but one year somebody let it slip by accident or something, where our server was in earshot. Next thing I know, the whole table's surrounded with people and they're clapping and doing the whole thing, and I'm like five shades of red, you know, trying not to go ballistic and kill the person that mentioned it. And I mean, I actually killed him, but you know what I mean, right? It wasn't a good situation.
1: You get a free cookie at Noodles and Company. Who goes for Noodles and Company for a for a crispy? Who goes for a free? What what are, what are we doing here? Well, it's called noodles. Right. Is that, that's part of the end company. You can't
3: have a dessert with your noodles. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Not. I mean, where are these rules? You're coming. Not, I I know in, it's your birthday, but you don't just in get in to invent that. rules. The best freebie that I've heard of is First Avenue. Mm. So so First Ave and the 7th street entry and the turf club on your birthday you get free access to whatever show oh wow so you come and you don't need to sign up for the first ab, yep you know white star rewards club or whatever annoying thing they would call it yet but that's pretty that's a pretty that good that is a pretty good deal and right? if your birthday falls on like a Bafo concert if, i mean that's you know that's pretty well, What happens good. if the
3: concert's sold out? You still get I it? I
1: think they still let you in. Okay. It's, it's sort of like you're on the list, that okay. kind of a deal. Okay. That's pretty great. That is pretty great. Ikea, it says you get a $10 gift card. That's pretty good. I don't know. I just, this. There's definitely going to be an app involved in Ikea, right? For sure. Oh, I mean, without question. I don't want your app. If I need your app, it's not free. Right? I'm giving you my info. It's like, oh, free pizza at the Park park Tavern. Is that true? Some of this could just be nonsense. I don't know if
3: that's true. That's fantastic. Park Tavern is awesome.
1: Very good. Oh, they say Texas Roadhouse, Applebee's, TGI Friday. They still do the song. I think, like, as we see employees unionizing at different restaurants and coffee shops this if you want to win a union election go. this is how i would organize the the applebee's staff get the raise forget the benefits just don't let me have to sing that stupid song <laughs> it is 450 back in a minute it is 36 degrees in maple grove where tonight in just four minutes they open the maple grove the ice castles they're finally opening And if you look at the 10-day forecast, maybe they'll be open for one week. That'll be about it. Going to be in the 40s. That thing's going to melt. So strange. So strange. CBS News and Laura Oaks coming up in just a minute. Then we're going to talk about cicadas. Oh, you know those cicadas. They're on the move. We'll talk to Laura about that in just a minute.